0: Welcome to Orknimi, this is Saratova. That's motivation from Parshas Kisisa. Um and as we, we, we say every time, since this is the last full Shiva that we have from the, from the Rebbe, from the Lubavitch Rebbe, we understand that there's a fundamental principle in here, a fundamental revolution that is really, um, you know, a bridge, a bridge from, <clears throat> from galus to Gaula that's being given to us as a gift to really step into. So, Yesterday, we talked about the idea that we're in paragraph set of uh, the Sikh of Tashin and Beis. Yesterday, we talked about the idea that at the Cheta Ego, really, when we say in motivation, stage one, two, and three, the vision the actual doing, and then, and then put, put the two together, when you're actually doing something, it gets very messy, and that's when you can really um, fall into a pit and do all the wrong things. But the revolution is how the Rebbe interprets it as by like, at the Heita Ego, which was our lowest point in ever historically, we weren't really what was our real real Kavana to become Balechuva. And there wasn't any way other way to get there. You can listen to yesterday's recording it's much more length. But now we want to see another piece in the revolution. Because now we see If we're looking at our parsha, and again, it's the first luchas, the breaking of the luchas, and then the second one, then what is it really telling us about everything in everyday life? It's one piece. It's one piece. You know, we think there's us when we're doing well, there's us when we're not doing well. uh, You know, I have my better self, I have my public self, I have my private self, I have how I want to be seen, I have how I don't want to be seen. And As I always say, if you're, I don't know, fortunate or unfortunate enough to be a speaker, everyone expects of you that you should be more righteous than everybody else because you speak about righteousness. You speak about the highest things. So if you're a plumber or an electrician or a carpenter or a violinist, then people don't really expect you to be on a a particularly higher level than anybody else. But if you have the fortune to be a speaker who is... Speaking these things and saying them straight from the source and reading them and translating them, then everybody is kind of outraged if you don't actually live that way. But nobody's outraged if you're an electrician and you don't live according to those principles. But once you say them, then everybody expects that you have to live them. And they don't realize that it's about as easy for a speaker to live that way as it is for the plumber. So, It's, it, you know, the speaker is given the ability to speak about these things, and the plumber was given the ability to plumb, and the electrician to electric. So, so what if I have my public self and my, and my private self? You know, the higher self and the lower self. And then somehow pulling it all together. Says the sikha, says the it's all one piece. And not only is it all one piece, that's what kisisa is telling us. And not only that, kisisa, is the elevation, he sees it, as Rosh B'nai throw, elevating all the Yid. So we want to elevate all Jews to the point, our understanding of every Jew, and our understanding of, not only elevate our understanding of everybody else, <coughs> excuse me, our understanding of ourselves, and of whom we are being invited to become, someone who is one piece. So that we're not shocked that, well, I can't believe you did that, or you said that, or you thought that. It's one piece. It's all on the way to going higher. Kisitha is that elevation. And so, and but our elevation, when we're going from a gullus frequency to a gula frequency, it's going to happen in three steps. allah faith There are three ways, three steps in elevating your head, so to speak. Elevating your mind, elevating your consciousness, elevating your motivation. There are three steps. Aleph is embodied by the first luchas, which obviously when you're given a gift from above, when you're motivated, when you're looking to move forward and be motivated to look forward, move forward, the first thing is you're, hopefully you're given a gift from above. Somebody inspires you or hopefully Hashem Inspires you. Those first luches are, he gives us everything we need from above. It's a gift. The second stage is base. When you fall, you're trying your best. It's not as lofty as that unbelievable gift you're getting, that free gift you're getting from above. And yet, what is the truth about that second phase when you're trying it on your own? Right. you Have you ever, uh, I don't know, anything, go to a piano teacher? And she says, okay, let's play it like this. And she plays this little piece. looks so easy. And then you try playing it and Or anything, you know, learning something on the computer. They say, all you have to do is this, 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 okay, or uh, an art teacher. They say, you draw a line like this and do that. And, oh, wow, it looks so easy. I didn't realize. So you try it and it doesn't come out that way when you're doing it on your own. Because that's stage two. But it's one piece. The stage two is crucial. And the and it's embodied by the and the breaking of the luchos. But what's the truth about the breaking of the luchos, as the Rebbe is bringing out, Hashem says, good. I'm happy that you broke the luchos. It needed to happen, and it needed to then fade. If I'm going to be, if I'm going to um, become, move forward in my art. So I go to the art teacher. She says, "All you have to do is this, this, and this. Looks so easy when she does it. And then when I when I do it on my own, oh boy, it doesn't look so good. But I want to. But my first paint, my first drawings won't look so good. My second, you know. We we all have a friend named Saggy, and she told us once in uh, relation to a certain thing that she had started to learn to bake challah. And She said the first challah was like, you know, came out like pancakes, and the second challah like cookies, and then, and little by little by little by little, eventually she had good challah that rose nicely and looked good. See, one kind of, you know, erase the memories of the the flat challah that you made at the beginning. It was a necessary stage, but then let it go, let it go. Hashem says to my good, you you broke those first luchos. You broke those first luchos, you stepped into the way, you stepped in, you started to do it on your own. Good, now let those other memories go. Keep on moving. I just finished listening to eighth day, keep on rolling. Great song, keep on rolling. Just keep on going. It's a slow And so the second stage, though, when you're doing it on your own and you're going to fall, it enabled, Pisman Bali Tshuva enabled Tshuva, as we said, beginning with the Tshuva of the V'yiddin at that time, including the highest inyan, the highest thing. What happened from that? The covet of Hashem, the glory of Hashem was revealed. And Yud Gimel Midas Arachim revealed. Oh, yeah? How's that possible? We were so bad. Well then maybe we weren't so bad. We did fall massively. But from the fall we came to a much higher level. And boom. Now the glory of Hashem is is visible. And you'd get mumid at the Tarachmin. And then the highest elevation came from that. Rem- remember, put your put your pencil down on there's a certain artist in the community that I heard that one of the sign, one of the Reasons for success is he puts, this is what they said, he puts his pencil or he puts his, his let's say if he's doing a, you know, watercolor, he puts his pen or pencil down on the paper and he just keeps on moving. He doesn't hesitate. He just keeps on going. I hope it's true. That's the Indian here. Just keep on going. Don 't feel like i can 't believe it, look at me now. Just keep on going, keep on going it 's going to get better you 're going to go from stage one, Wow to stage two. oh my goodness, oh my goodness, keep on going, keep on going, like Esther and Malka going to see the the king and and when she got to the scary part, she just kept on moving. Keep on moving, keep on moving you 're going to eventually come to the king. so that 's us. Keep on going through stage two you 're going to come to stage three if you are able to see stage two when you're in the tough stuff, as simply a doorway to stage three. And then at the end, what do you see? Karen or Pnei Masha. The The light of Hashem is shining on the face of Moshe Deinu. Now, look at that. We started off with step one. Hashem is, is all the light. The light is all coming from Hashem. Beautiful. But then what are you? Nothing. You're just looking. My piano teacher, she's amazing the way she plays is incredible. My art teacher, wow, what an artist. And me, whatever, I admire her work. I go to her uh you know, her exhibit. Good. But what about me? She wants to make me into a little bit of an artist. So, Karen Orpnei Maisha means at the end of the whole process, my art teacher made me into, on my own level, a little bit of an artist. I now have access to the world of creative art. doesn't matter if mine looks like hers. The shift went from her being an amazing artist to I'm doing art, too, from stage one to stage three. I've been empowered to be pretty amazing, too. But, it had to go through through stage two. That's part of it. So, let's see it as a continuum. One, two, three. Right? And therefore, we understand the Luchas. Why is it all described in Parsha's Kisisa? That's after we built the Mishkan. And and the breaking of the Luchas was really before the Mishkan. If you're looking at it chronologically, you know, breaking of the Luchos was, it's, it's a summertime excursion. We received the Taira, was time. Forty days later, my Shabbat came down with the Luchos. Boom, broke them for all those reasons. We weren't ready, etc. We weren't a vessel for it. Okay, to Evel, a whole summer davening for us that Hashem should, we should be able to reconnect with Hashem and vice versa. And then, when we got the second Luchos, this is chronologically, next day, on Yud Aleph, the day after Yom Kippur, on the 11th day, Hashem said, build a Mishkan." Right? And, that's the Kaban of all the Seder Hishvashilists. Make a dwelling place for Hashem, down here. Through what? That we reveal that everything, the whole world, is for Tyre and for the Yiddin, and for Yisrael. Bishwila Tyre, Bishwila Yisrael. As will be in the third base of Miggush. And therefore, when the Torah ends with speaking about the command to Maishra Banu to build the Mishkan, in Parshas trumah Tetzava, beginning of Kisisa, before he tells us all that stuff, you know, next week's Parsha is going to be Meisher Rabenu is going to tell us all this stuff. This is what I was commanded. Before he does that, the Torah stops and says, "Hey guys, three steps to." Fulfill the purpose. Three steps in this whole thing. I'm coming from way up there. Remember, at the beginning of time, I was way up there. Whatever up there means. Well, guess what, guys? I'm going to be arriving at a, you know, cinema near closest to you. You know, type in your zip code. I will be there. I'm coming down into this world. Hey guys, I'm coming to town. That's what Hashem is saying. And you know what? I'm not leaving. Remember at the beginning of time, says Hashem, I was in the world, the Iker was here, and then you guys did bad things, so I left. Well, guess what? I'm coming to town, and I'm not leaving. Ever. This is it. We're in this together. Forever. I'm with you. Everybody else in the world may abandon you. God forbid. But Hashem says, "I will not." The whole world. We are now in a phase in history, parenthetically, where every day is a new betrayal. It doesn't have to be through people, you know, political figures, etc. People in authority, the da'ilem Every day is a new betrayal. You just think, "Oh my goodness, maybe I'll sleep till three in the afternoon." I can't. Uh, what's the betrayal of today? Every day, another abandonment of. Seriously, you defected too, but Hashem says, "Not me. I'm never abandoning you. I'm down here in this world with you now, forever." But help me really get settled in. You know, help me decorate decorate the house. So that comes through these three steps, and and we can say. Um, if you look at the Parsha, Kisisa, you see it begins with Kisisa, it's Rosh B'nai Yisra. Lifting up, the beginning is, you lift up the head, the head. That's where the blueprint is, in your head. I'm sure that architects wake up in the middle of the night. I know that musicians and and artists and all kinds of things and speakers, are, you know, they wake up in the middle of the night and boom, they have this thought, they have this idea. I'm sure that architects do. They, they suddenly have this idea of how to put it together. Who was it who was saying? Oh, I know. A young fellow was saying, I was sitting on the train, and he said, and usually um, he's a jewelry designer, and he said, and usually I'm sitting there and I'm sketching out um, new designs for jewelry. He they, These ideas are popping into his head all the time. So the first thing in your head is, popping in this plan. That's why the parsha starts with T C says Lift up the head. What does that mean when your head is lifted up? You just got a new idea. Something popped into your head from above. And your mindset has been upgraded. And then Okay. So the head of something, it's not only that your mindset is lifted up, but when it's speaking about lifting up Raish Yisrael, um that who's that's the Yidden and Taira. The entire world it's being recognized when the mindset of the entire world will be lifted up and as it's being lifted up Guess what they come to discover? And by the way, we're clearly in that phase now. Everything's either, well, everything's being falling apart in the world. You don't have to be a genius to see that one. But at the same time, according to this principle of one, two, three, everything's being lifted up. Everybody's struggling to figure out what truth is. What is truth? It's being lifted. The mindset of the world is on the way to discover the truth, which is that the whole world was created for Yisrael and Tyra. They are both called reish, first fruit. And how much more so, reish b'nei Yisrael, the nasi hadar, the Rush b'nei Yisrael is being lifted up. Guess what? That's exactly what's happening in the world today. The Rush b'nei Yisrael is literally being lifted up so that he's not just for the Jewish people. Mashiach is not just for the Jewish people, he's for all of mankind, past, present, and future. But the world has to go through a one, two, three transition to be lifted to that level. So, that's stage one, as we said, in the Parsha. Stage two is the whole story happening in the Parsha. The story of the Ego, the story of the breaking of the Luchos, base. That's what the Parsha is all about. And then the end of the Parsha is the second Luchos, and then the end, Maish Rebenu comes down from the mountain, and we see Hashem's, we can't go close to him, because, and he has to wear a mask. How funny is that? Um, it's very significant. He has to wear a mask because the light of Hashem is shining really powerfully from his face. And not only that, it ends with, it's like the idea of, luchala Isis V'Maisim, Mysin, Mera Gadol Gadalisha Asha Moshel Eneko Epsonislaus, I will make wonders. So the end of the Parsha is all about these wonders and these wonders that Hashem, that Maishir Benu is creating. We're in the year of wonders, Tashin Peyalis, and we're here to see them. So, so to sum it all up, what are we understanding? That it's one piece. Harsha's Kisisa is telling us that motivating yourself to be in a gu'ula mindset and bring gu'ula to the world, it isn't a one step thing. It is by definition always a step, a three step thing. And really, it's not even three steps, but it's one, two, three. It's, it's a piece. It's one continuum. That seems to be in three steps: you're up, you're down, you're up. But you're up in not such a grounded way, you know, the gift. You're down is very grounded, but it's awful. And then the third one, you're up, and you're grounded, and you're inspired, and yet at the same time, it's 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 it's, it's deeply settled, eternally grounded, etc. We're going to see in the weeks to come about the idea, the word is about my so this is the, the what do we want to take from this practically that when we're in the second stage of oh boy things were going so well two weeks ago what happened we want to learn to redefine stage two not as a stage An isolated stage in in itself, but as a piece of a continuum. One, two, three. Right? How do you get from one? Very well. Think of this. How do you get from one to three? No, one to three. From one over to three. Interesting, right? How do you get from one to three? You have to go one, two, three. But the two is really Let's redefine it. One, two. I think I'm going to call that the title of this. One will take you to three if you do it right. And what do you have to do to do it right? Reframe what that number two stage is. It's a doorway. It's a key that unlocks the doorway to three. It's a key that when you've come from a gift... A free gift, an inspiration, a motivation, a plan, a blueprint. And you're not quite sure how to make this blueprint very grounded. For instance, someone came to your Chabad house and they did, as a gift, they gave you a blueprint of the new shul. And it's a stunning, and they did it as a gift. A stunning, stunning picture of a brand new shul. Wait, so how many, what amount of money do you need, five, mil, some five million, what amount of money do you need to actually have that shoal built, standing there on the street, you know, built fully, you know, when the doors open and people come in there? It's a long journey from that stunning picture that the architect gave you as a gift to actually having that shoal built. It's going to be a long number two stage, but the reframe is that the number two stage is simply, very easy for me to say, I don't have to collect the money and go work with the contractors, is simply a key to opening the door to that brand new show as it really exists. That's the whole stage two. One brings you two, three, if you play your cards right, if you do it right. So we're saying, Hashem, we want to lift up to that mindset. And surely when we do, you're, we're going to feel, that will be the understanding. We always thought, what does it mean we'll fly on eagle's wings with Mashiach? Well, you know, we have to fly, take a plane. Okay, we'll take a plane there's a state we can either when we're going through stage 2 we can either feel that we're flying on eagle's wings we're flying Hashem is taking us there and we're there for the ride and it's a bumpy ride but he's directing he's directing the the flight and we're just hanging on and tell me what to do Hashem okay now this now that now this now that okay and but we feel that he's he we're flying on his wings that's the way we want to see stage two as opposed to we're in the muck, we're in the dirt, we'll never get out, it's impossible because it will feel that way. So we want to say, see stage, stage two is flying on those wings that bring us there and it opens the door to the real grounded implementation of that blueprint. And we say, Hashem, that's why you promised us we're going to fly on e- eagle's wings to Eretz Yisrael, we want to be there immediately now before this Shabbos, Kishisa, and be in the third base of Mechish now.